You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Extraordinary Leaders. This is an Audacious Church podcast. My name is Paul Reed. I'm part of the team here at Audacious. And joining me is another member of the team, my friend. This is Miriam. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Miriam is part of the team here at Audacious. And today we're going to be looking at the theme of multiplying yourself. Everybody knows that a good leader is not just one that gets the job done, but one that understands that part of the job is multiplying yourself in other people. So what we're going to do is look at this book here. Liz Wiseman said these words in her book, which is called Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everyone Smarter. She said this, we've all had experience of two dramatically different types of leaders. The first type drains intelligence, energy and capability from the people around them and always needs to be the smartest ones in the room. These are the idea killers, the energy sappers, the diminishers of talent and commitment. On the other hand, we have leaders who use their intelligence to amplify the smarts and capabilities of the people around them. When these leaders walk into a room, light bulbs go on over people's heads, ideas flow and problems get solved. These are the leaders who inspire other leaders to stretch themselves and deliver results that surpass expectations. These are the multipliers and the world needs more of them, especially now when leaders are expected to do so much more with less. Now, if you asked any leader um which type of leader are you? Are you a multiplier or are you a diminisher? Then you would almost definitely, 99 times out of 100, the leader would reply, I am a multiplier. And if they wouldn't reply that, it would be definitely something that they want to do. But what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to look at how sometimes we can be accidental diminishers. Those two descriptions sound polar opposites, but an an actual fact, what we can do is find ourselves somewhere in the middle. We have an intention of being a multiplier, someone that encourages, someone that lifts others up, someone that leads people well, but even with good intentions, we can act, uh, think, and lead in a way that um, produces the opposite effect. So what we're going to do is whiz through these um, tendencies, these diminishing tendencies, And what we want you to do is think about yourself uh, and see if you identify or spot yourself with any of these. As well, we're going to look at some a simple uh, turnaround, workaround, something you can do if this is one of your tendencies, how you can make sure that you switch that, change that, and be a person that multiplies others. So here we go. First one is this. Are you the ideas guy? The ideas guy. So here's the intention of the ideas guy. It is for uh, for him or her to stimulate ideas or just stimulate people in general. That's the uh, that's the intention. But what the outcome can be is that you overwhelm people or people just shut down um, and really just spend time trying to pick out. Um, the right idea from yours, okay? So you're the ideas guy, you go in with all this stuff 
um, with the intention of helping people come up with ideas, but instead they are overwhelmed and they shut down a little bit. Well, here's a simple workaround for that is you can do something called create a holding tank. Okay, create a holding tank. And this is before sharing new ideas, stop and ask yourself if you want the people who work for you or the leaders that you're working with to take action right now. If not, then hold off sharing that idea and save it for later. All right, are you the ideas guy? Miriam, why don't you um, show us another one? Yeah, so the, the next one is always on. So the intention of this is to create infectious energy and share your point of view. But the outcome can sometimes be that you consume all the space and others tune out. So others disengage. So simple turnaround for this is to say it just once. Instead of saying it multiple times, say it just once. Instead of repeating yourself for emphasis, try saying things once and create a reason for others to chime in and build on the idea and set expectations for others to speak up. All right, good. So are you the ideas guy? Are you always on? Here's another one, another tendency that can lead to diminishing. Are you the rescuer? Okay, do you recognize yourself as this person? The intention of the rescuer is to ensure people are successful and to protect their reputation. But the outcome can be that people become dependent on you um, which which weakens their reputation. So you're trying to rescue the reputation or protect it, but it is weakened because they co- become dependent on you. Here's a simple turnaround for that. When someone brings you a problem or signals a need for help, remind yourself that he or she probably already has the solution. Ask this question instead of giving the answer, how do you think we should solve the problem? All right? Okay, next one. Next one is pace setter. So the intention behind this is to set a high standard for quality or pace. But the outcome can sometimes be that others become spectators or give up when they can't keep up. So a simple solution is to stay within sight. If you have a tendency to pull ahead, remind yourself to stay within sight so people don't give up or get lost when they're trying to follow you. Stay within a distance that someone could catch up to you. All right. Are you the pace setter? Here's another one. Are you the rapid responder? The rapid responder. Here's the intention of the rapid responder is to keep the organization moving fast. Nobody wants to be waiting around. You want to keep things going. You want momentum. But here's the outcome that can happen as a result of this tendency, rapid responder, is that the organization actually moves slowly. And the reason why is because of a traffic jam, um, because too, because of the there are too many decisions and changes that need to be made, and so we become like a funnel where everyone's waiting for for decisions to be made, for other people to catch up with something that's changed. It's one way one week, and then it's changed the next week. Some people are just catching up with what the change was for last week, and now there's a traffic jam because now we're trying to catch up with this change. That's the outcome. Here's a uh, a good um, workaround bit of a good tip for you if you're a rapid responder to set a waiting period to give yourself a 24-hour 
uh, maybe more, maybe less, but a, a period of time before you um, go ahead and just act on that decision, before you send that email, before you um, give someone a task, but in actual fact to just wait. You know, if, if you've asked someone to do something and they haven't done it yet, instead of just going in there and taking over, why don't you just wait and give people the chance to respond, give people the chance to fail even, so that um, everybody grows together, all right? That was the rapid responder. Go ahead, Miriam, what's next? Well, the next one is the optimist. So the intention behind this is to create belief that the team can do it, but the outcome can be that people wonder if they appreciate the struggle and the possibility of failure. So... A simple solution is to signal the struggle. Before offering your boundless enthusiasm, start by acknowledging how hard the work is and let people know what I'm asking you to do is hard. Success isn't guaranteed. So a bit of honesty in there. Great. All right, the optimist. All you optimists out there, good on you. But just think about the effect of doing that. And there's a good turnaround for you as well. Okay, here's the next one, the protector. Are you the protector? This is almost definitely something that I do. Uh, the intention is to keep people safe safe, uh, and to sort of try and protect them from, I don't know, maybe organizational politics or um, just the harsh reality of what what happens when you're involved in leadership, but the outcome is um, that people tend to learn not to fend for themselves. So a little bit like, um, what was the other one that we said that was like, it was like the rescuer. It's basically trying to lead on behalf of someone when really they are able to and they can learn through leading for themselves. So the protector um, can create in others this uh, um, lack of ability to stand on their own two feet and to fend for themselves. So here's a, um, here's a simple turnaround, and it's a little bit of a habit that takes some time to get used to, but basically it's this, to expose your team to the harsh realities of life and leadership, but in small doses, so that they can learn from their mistakes and develop strength. So we're not chucking people in the deep end completely saying sink or swim, you're not my problem, but neither are we keeping people in the shallow end with their armbands on saying, oh, don't worry, you can just stay down here. We're basically helping people realize that there are challenges, it is difficult, but we're here with you and we can learn together. That's the protector. Great. So the next one is strategists. And the intention behind this is to create a compelling reason to move beyond the status quo. The outcome be that people defer up and second guess the boss rather than finding answers for themselves. So the simple turnaround is don't complete the puzzle. As you paint a picture of the future, leave sections for your team to complete. Frame the puzzle by establishing the why and the what, but let your team figure out how. Fantastic. All right, last one. I know that while we've been talking, you've probably identified with one, if not more than one of these, but here's the last one. We'll quickly whiz through the whole list at the end, but here's the last one, the perfectionist. Okay, the perfectionist. Are you the perfectionist? The intention is to help produce, uh, help people produce outstanding work that they're, that they're proud of, all right, so do a good job, but the outcome is people feel criticised, uh, and they become disheartened and maybe even give up trying. It's not what you want, 
but it can be a outcome, an outcome of that tendency. Here's a simple turnaround. Define the standards. Define the standards of excellence up front. Let people know what outstanding looks like and define the criteria for complete completeness. Ask people to self-assess by those standards. So again, it's allowing leaders to be mature, saying, hey, here's what we're going for, uh, but then really allowing them, rather than you keep... keep um, critically analyzing every step with an intention of helping them lift the game, um, allowing them to go on that journey themselves. If you are that, then you are that way because someone allowed you to do it. And so it's um, in this scenario, it's a good discipline to allow them, as difficult as it is, as compromising as it feels to allow someone to maybe come in just off the bullseye or just below the standard um, the process of recognizing that and trying to improve is a valuable leadership lesson. So nine different um, diminishing tendencies that at the beginning of this podcast, you would say, I'm not a diminisher, I'm a multiplier. But in actual fact, you could be the ideas guy. You could be the person that's always on. You could be the rescuer. You could be the pace setter. Maybe you're the rapid responder or the optimist. You're the protector like me or you're the strategist, or you are the perfectionist. The idea is is that we recognize these tendencies and um, go through the discipline of um, coming up with a, a simple workaround, and there'll be other things as well, and this is what you can discuss, is how we can um, identify these tendencies, what we can do about them. And then really, I would say the benefit of doing this in, in a group setting is that we then have the accountability. So I can say to Miriam, hey, I feel like I'm, I'm the protector style leader. Um, from now on, when I'm doing that, will you show me? Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking you, will oh, you show me? Yes, yes, I will. Oh, good. Thank you very and much. Yeah. So um, the benefit of this means that we can actually help each other. We can hold each other accountable. We can grow together uh, and we can essentially be the multipliers that we all want to be. So make the most of the time that you've got. I hope this has uh, gone into your, not just your brain, but also your heart. uh, And the connection between those two is so important. But um, get stuck into talking about this, strategizing this and applying this to your life and leadership. You are extraordinary leaders. And we're so grateful that you're a part of what God is doing uh, in Audacious Church. 